It's time to talk that talk, and we talk it like no one else. This is the stinking truth. Now, here's your host, Mark Schlereth. Hey guys, welcome into the Stick Truth Podcast. Mark Schler alongside Mike Evans. We had a day off on Monday, but we're back and we are ready to roll. Mike, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. I'm great. great. Energized. It's like we just came off a bye week. Yes. You know, yeah. and now we're we're ready to go for the second right. half of the season. And what a season. What is it? Is it week 10? I think it's week 10, right? Yeah, it's week 10. Yeah. Yeah, and week 10. A lot of exciting things happening right now as we got, we start to – I've always heard this. I, I covered Bill Parcells for a while back in the days in New England, and he said – and it's always stuck with me. I'm curious from a player's pers- pers- perspective, mm-hmm. if you agree with this, that the NFL season doesn't really start till after Thanksgiving. And that's when you really start to see the separation between the right. pretenders and the contenders and the pretenders – look at Thanksgiving as, okay, now it's time to start taking it up a level. Yeah, I always thought, like, at the beginning of a football season, there was excitement, right? The newness. It's very much like being a fan. The newness of the season, hope springs eternal, blah, 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 blah. And then about week six, the grind starts. And you got to find a way to grind from week six until Thanksgiving. And then at Thanksgiving – that's when, all right, now it's, you know, wheat separate from chaff yeah. type of thing. And so I've always kind of looked at it the same way as a player. And as a broadcaster, it's almost the same. Like right now, you're still kind of in that positioning for strength. And then it's, you know, it's time when Thanksgiving hits to kind of put the pedal to the metal, so to speak. And, you know, that's why teams like the Miami Dolphins right now, you're looking for the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. You're saying, okay, are they actually – the offense that leads the league in scoring, or are they the team that can't win when they play a good team? They're 6-0 and against, you know, below-average teams or teams with a losing record, and they're 0-3 against teams that have a winning record. And think about this now. The last two games they've played against teams with a winning record, Philadelphia shut their offense to 10 points, and then Kansas City shut their offense down to 14 points. Like, who are the Miami Dolphins? And now's the time to at least stand up and, if you're Miami, change that narrative or just roll over uh, and, and, you know, and take it. All right, so since we're playing the are they real or are they not real game. I didn't know we were playing it, but go ahead. Uh, I mean, if you want to play well, a game. What, what do you always like to say? I don't, I don't know what I always like. You always I like, like, there's a lot of things, there's a I lot like of things you like to say. Some of them are if, not made. Something, are, something along the lines, if, okay. uh, if, um, if you don't realize there's a game going on. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there's always a game going on. And if you don't know what the game is, you're probably it. Mark it down. There you go. Write yes. it down, everybody, in your handy-dandy notebook. Mark has one. Baltimore. I don't know yet what to make of Baltimore. Do you? Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Baltimore is, is legit. Legit. They're the best team in the AFC. Ooh. Really? Yeah. Head of Kansas well, City. Head of Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Head of Jacksonville. Yeah. I think that, I think that like, there's a lot of teams pressed one upon another. But I definitely think that if you look at where Baltimore is right now, if you allow them to play their style of football and they can impose their will on you, they will clown, just absolutely clown hammer your ass. Like they, like what they did to Seattle was holy Moses. Like it was a physical just beating. 
And when you're playing like that and you can beat somebody down physically like that, well, then it allows, you know, it allows Lamar Jackson to have all those one-on-one matchups because you got to bring extra guys down to defend it. And when you do that, you've got access to the outside in one-on-one coverage on a consistent basis. And Lamar thrives. I mean, absolutely thrives in that environment. And I think it was, what was he, 20 of, uh, 21 of 26 last week. Just complete efficiency. Not a ton of yards because they ran it for 200 and some odd yards. But just an absolute efficiency. And here's what ends up happening to you when you play a team that has that kind of physicality like the Baltimore Ravens have. And they can run the ball and they can just dominate the line of scrimmage. You start to start to count possessions. So, you know, they get the ball first. They ram it down your throat. They score a touchdown. You counter. You get a three and out. Bam, you punt it back to them. They roll back down the football field. Maybe they kick a field goal. You're down 10 to nothing. And it's the second quarter. You've had one possession. And now what are you doing on the sideline? We got to shit can everything we thought we were going to do. And now we got to throw it. And now you play right into the Baltimore Ravens' hands. Now we got to, hey, we got to scrap pile what we're going to do. And so you play into their hands and let them wear you down physically. And you're like, uh oh, we had one possession in the first quarter. We're down to, in a 12 possession game, we're down to maybe six, maybe seven if we get lucky. And it takes you completely out of the character and completely out of the game plan that you wanted um, to produce during the course of that game. So. Yeah, I think I think Baltimore, I would put them on my short list. Right now, I would based upon the way they play, I would put them as the number one team in the AFC with Kansas City and I think Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. The way the Cincinnati is playing right now, different style of football, but their quarterback is just that good. Um so I w- I would probably put Baltimore as my number one team. Staying with the AFC North theme, we've got Cleveland mm-hmm. and Baltimore this weekend. As of right now, all four teams in that division would be in the playoffs. Think about that. Wow. Of the of the seven teams to play in the AFC playoffs, four, the entire division right now would be in the playoffs. Yeah. So as we're playing the pretender-contender game, Pittsburgh. Let's say two of them are going to make it. Well... I think we already know who the, the contenders are. Definitely Baltimore and, and Cincinnati. Yes. What do you make of Cleveland and Pittsburgh? Like, Pittsburgh might be the worst. Five and three statistically, teams. they've been outgained They're the in, only, in all their games. The only team in NFL history, yeah. I believe, to, to have a winning record after eight games who have been outproduced offensively in all eight games. Yeah. Every one of their eight games yeah. – the other team had more offense than Pittsburgh did. But Pittsburgh has a great coach in Mike Tomlin, yeah. and Pittsburgh is not afraid to win ugly. And here's what I love about Mike Tomlin. Being re- realistic with what your team is mm-hmm. and understanding how you have to win games. Isn't that, isn't that what it's all about? Like, isn't it, honestly, isn't it all about winning the way you have to win as opposed to what's going to get you paid or what's going to get you as an offensive coordinator promoted or hired as a head coach somewhere, doing what you have to do to win a football game. And that's the beauty of Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I think, you know, you and I live here in Denver, and Kansas City beat the the Denver Broncos 16 times in a row. And, you know, we made fun of it. Like, hey, really, the one thing that's never going to happen 
you will never ever. I mean, as, as long as the as as long <laughs> as as the earth still spins on its axis, you will never beat the Denver Broncos seventeen times no. in a row. They're just not going to allow that to happen ever. Not going to happen. But you saw a philosophical change, an admission that we can't be a quarterback-centric driven team, that we have to win a certain way. And that was, even though we're only averaging three-point-whatever yards per carry, 40 carries, 40 attempted runs, 19 attempted passes, more than 19 because he got sacked six times, right? So add six, add six to that, so it's 25 attempted passes. But that's the formula. 25 dropbacks, or 25, not dropbacks either, because some of them are three-step drops, some of them are, you know, bubble screens and and swing passes and things of that nature. But 25 times that you allowed your quarterback to throw the football and 40 runs, there is the formula. And it's an admission that this is the way we're going to have to win. And there's not not a lot of teams that want to admit that they're not, you know, they're not talented enough to win based on, like, we're going to out-scheme you and we're going to out, you know, we're, we're just smarter than you and we're going to allow our quarterback to do all these things. You know, it's just going, hey, man, we're not very good there. You're, you're going to hate this. Okay, I please. know the player in you is going to hate this. Everything about the Steelers is admirable, right? Mm-hmm. They've, got a, they've got a culture. They've got a standard. Sure, sure. They have an identity. And, and look at them. Look at the way that they are still finding ways to win football games. And yet... The, there's a part of me that's like, well, well, big whoop. Right. Great. You're going to huff and puff and claw and scratch and yeah. find a way to get into the playoffs. All for what? Get your doors blown off in the first round? Thanks for coming? Because there's such yep. a ceiling to right. what they can accomplish. You yeah. can't be 5-3 and three getting outgained in every game and think that you have a, a, a real ceiling. Like I have a real legitimate shot. Um is it better to be? Is it better than being three and five and and winning some of those offensive battles? Like, hey man, I guess I, just, I guess it would be Mark. It's it's all good if you can still if you're Mike Tomlin and you're the Steelers recognize that yeah this is yeah. great and what we're doing is admirable but this isn't right the way that we can win and sustain there, there's, something. There's part of me that would say to you and counter that by saying I want a Super Bowl as a wild card. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw Pittsburgh win a Super Bowl as a wild card. I saw the Packers, I believe, win a, win a, a Super Bowl as a wild card. The difference? Ben Roethlisberger, John Elway, and Aaron Rodgers. I don't believe anybody is looking at Kenny Pickett right. and saying Tampa he's Bay got a couple that. years ago. Yes. 7-5 at one point. Right, 7-5. Tom Brady. But what happened? Yeah. They had Tom Brady. So, but I I do believe there is value in winning. I do believe there is value, intrinsic value in building that type of culture. And so I would much rather go to the playoffs and get beat in the playoffs and not go to the playoffs. It's just kind of how I look at it. And you're building that culture and, and who knows what happens? Like who knows? Maybe Kenny Pickett catches fire. Maybe he gets it. Maybe he doesn't. But at least you're, you're developing something, a winning attitude and winning culture. And I'll, I will take that a hundred times out of a hundred times. Okay. Fair enough. Cleveland. I don't like Cleveland is the great mystery to me. Yeah. Like Cleveland, I know they can run the ball. I know Hunt's been Hunt's been a really nice addition for them. I know defensively they are just they, like they are built. They are put together. Um I just still have a ton of questions about Deshaun Watson. One, that's probably going to be don't you think that'll go down? And it could it, I guess it could change. But doesn't it feel like that will go down is the worst 
the worst trade in the history of the National Football League? Still a lot of time to rewrite trade that. and contract. Yeah, well, there's a still ton a lot of time. time. Right. Yeah. But as of right now, right now, if you put that trade next to the Russell Wilson trade, like which which one won? Russ. Yeah. And that's a bad trade. And that's a bad trade. That's a really bad trade. <laughs> so well, we live it every day. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but you know that that's still one that all that guaranteed money and the production that you have or haven't gotten out of out of Deshaun Watson, it just it feels like that team is winning in spite, very much like Denver right now, winning in spite of their quarterback instead of because of their quarterback. They're winning based on their defense and the way they you know run the ball physically and all that stuff. So it feels the same. Both guys feel the same to me. You know, I, I look at all our games that we have coming up this week to talk about, and I'm always looking for storylines, and you, mm-hmm. you immediately look, hey, what are, what are the best matchups, right? Right. To me, from a storyline standpoint, does it get any juicier right now than Jets and Raiders? Oh, where to gosh. start? Right, yeah, right. Well, well, let's start with the Raiders in their uh, in their team meeting. Yeah, dude, did you hear the report from Jay Glazer from Fox about what went down, what transpired in that so team to meeting? So sum it up, basically, um, the players, coaches were allowed to vent. Yeah, it was a come to it was a come to Jesus meeting. Right, right, and it was just a bash on Josh McDaniels meeting, and Josh is there. Right, Josh is there, and all the players just came out and absolutely eviscerated Josh. Josh. Asks Antonio Pierce to stand up and kind of represent for him. Right. Speak on my behalf. And Pierce I, I, goes about it in a way in which he starts talking about forging an identity, and he brings up his giant stakes. Right. So he's talking about we need to have – it can't be anybody else's identity. It has to be inherently ours. It's got to be authentic. We have to have – this is who we are as a group, right? We have to establish – our identity, what we are, what we you know, like, what we believe in, and they said, "Hey, man, when I played for the Giants, every year we had this belief in our game planning and what the coaches were asking us to do. And if we just executed it, we could win and we could beat anybody." He goes, and, "And you know, that's what we believe when we went in that Super Bowl when New England was eighteen and zero, and we beat them in the Super Bowl." And Josh basically eviscerates him and says, don't you ever speak about the New England Patriots. Right. Right. This is exactly – this is exactly – This is Josh's right. advocate. Yeah. <laughs> this is what – like, we're having a meeting about establishing, like, what's wrong with this organization. And the thing that's coming up is, you know, we don't – you're not allowing us to have our own culture. Like, you're not allowing – like, they apparently they used to do this dancing thing. You know, they used to do this dancing thing and, um, you know, and, and like – it was like a, a like a dance off, like in in pregame pre practice stretch, and of course Josh wasn't going to allow that because it's not serious enough, right? It's not seriousness for his the tenor that he's trying to set, and so it just it went by the wayside, and of course it's back now yep. that he you know the ding dong the witch is dead. Wow, did you get that vibe? Wow, after the after the win. And the in the yeah. locker room and well, the speeches know, and the it's funny. smoking cigars. It's funny and, what ends up happening to you when you lose because. Um, like, we have back-to-back world championships, right? I mean, we, we win back-to-back championships here in Denver. And in 1999, Elway retires. You know, we have a couple of injuries. Terrell Davis tears out his ACL, blah, blah, blah. And we're not, it's not going well. And it's like the, ultimately, you know, with Mike Shannon, it's the no-fun zone. Like, we're not going to have any fun now. Now it's all about grinding, all about grinding. And we used to do this team takeoff thing. And, you know, I'm, shoot, year 11 or whatever. And I, I mean, I... Like, I'm not winning any team takeoff drills, right? So you get up on line of scrimmage and you call a play and be like, blue 80, blue 80, like 
like 14 handoff or 15 handoff or 18, 19 handoff, right? And you take your steps and it just run and it's like a warm up, like but it's right after stretch. It's a warm up to get rolling, and um, and we've got this moratorium on fun right now because we're losing. We're zero and four or whatever we are, and. Um, I had a couple of coaches because I was always kind of a liaison, you know, between coaches and head coach and coaches and players, right? They'd be like, hey, can you talk to Mike or can you? So uh, and the coaches talked to me and go, dude, you got to do something. You got to do something, right? <clears throat> so we get in the team takeoff drill and um, we call a play and the whole team's lined up like say it's the 10-yard line. And I walk up to like the 16 and get in my stance. So I'm six yards ahead of everybody. I'm getting a head start. And, you know, we snap the ball, and I, boom, I win the, like, the team takeoff, right? And just start celebrating. Everybody goes crazy, you know, because I win the team takeoff. And Shanahan's freaking fuming, just fuming. <laughs> He's sort of going there. You can see him, right? But everybody's having a good time. And, and yeah, we, we went out, and that week we won. Not, yeah. I'm like, not, not crediting that. Right. But it was just, there's a different, like, you got to, it's, it's so much a grind. And I talked to Mike about it. I was like, this is so hard, and it's such a grind, and we've lost players, and we've got injuries and all these things. Dude, if you take the fun out of the, this mm-hmm. game is too hard not to have yeah. fun while you're doing it. You can still work hard and prepare hard and have a good time. And not unless you're, you know, Josh McDaniels, because everything is I'm so serious and, and nothing can be fun. And you guys didn't slide all of a sudden because you're having too much fun. Right. No, no, no. And no. all of a sudden you were shirking your right. responsibilities it or anything just, like that it had it, nothing to do with it, that so why stop having fun right. it must have just chapped his ass he probably had to have like uh you know bag balm on his hiney oh. all like those two years we went back to back championships because we were having a blast <laughs> like we we're digging around <laughs> yeah. and having a good time but everybody was a professional so we did our right. work um but unbelievable so i mean as much as i hate to see the raiders have success um i've always said this um, the league's a better place when the Raiders are relevant, and I am glad, and I'm glad for Antonio Pierce. I worked for I worked with Antonio Pierce for several years at ESPN. He's a great dude, um, and I hope you know I hope that he puts them back on the map, and I hope he gets a chance to retain that job. I think it's really cool. Then there are the Jets, yeah, and wow, from Robert Sala on a radio show taking the fifth when asked why he doesn't. Bench Zach Wilson. Dude, they need to go to Trevor Simeon. But he was asked about that, and he's like, uh, 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 I'll, I'll take the fifth. Like, what, what does that mean? Right. Are you in charge or not? Yeah. Are you empowered or not? And then you got the Monday night game, and Troy Aikman's calling out the, the Jets' offense and all the pre-snap penalties. You can't even line up right. And then in the backdrop, you got Aaron Rodgers out there slinging around passes and allegedly – Telling Derwin James he's gonna be back in a few weeks. Yeah, I he saw. since backed off that, but he said a few weeks. I I saw the the video clip. He did say a few yeah. weeks. Um, that depends. Everybody's few. You know, some people's few is three. I think most people in America's their few would be three. Yes. Some people's few is twelve weeks. Um, <laughs> it just depends on twenty twenty four. Right. It just depends on what your few means. Uh-huh. Right. Just what your few means. So you know. What do you think Aaron Rodgers' few means? If they if they made it to the playoffs, then he would assess where he's at and if he could be effective. So him back in three weeks, you say no chance. Zero, zero chance of him being back in three weeks. Okay. Zero. I All don't right. think there's I don't think we produce enough ghee butter in this country to have him back in three weeks. 
Like you could eat vats of ghee butter and have diarrhea for months and still not be ready to play. As much as that helps your body, I think. Mm-hmm. I haven't tried it yet, but I'm willing to do anything. Like I said, even with injury stuff, when I was playing, like you, you could sell me on wrapping dog turds on my injury would help it heal. I would have, I would be searching dog turds high and low through the neighborhood to wrap on my injuries. Like I don't, if if I think it's going to help, I will do it. All right. So, do you see the Jets? Any no. scenario in which it? Okay. No, not not no playoff scenario. For Aaron Rodgers to come back on his white steed and not save the day. Not with Zach Wilson playing quarterback. So you'd go to Trevor Simeon. Without even question. There's not even one question in my mind. And I don't think Trevor Simeon's the savior either. But Trevor's a professional. Trevor will get the ball out on time. He'll get it to the right receiver. Now, there's going to be some limitations with what he can do. And I also understand that, you know, the the protection and your offensive line is not great. But um, some of that that will be alleviated because he's going to get the ball out on time. So there's not going to be, you know, eight sacks every time you, you line up to play. You've covered a lot of stories around the NFL, a lot of teams, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of games. W- you did the Vikings last week, yeah. and you got them again this week for Fox. Where does this Joshua Dobbs story land on? Uh, it, yeah. on did I just see that happen? It's, it's one of those Hollywood scripts that you would get turned down because it's not real. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not. There's just no way. And you think about this, and we'll we'll also cover this. We'll do a um, leftovers podcast um, that will will also be available here um, on Odyssey as well as on YouTube. But um, you look at what transpired. So I I had a chance to I was down on the field pregame, so I go sauntering up to Dobbs because I had him week one and week two, and, and kind of you know developed a little rapport and. So he takes his headphones out or his headphones off, and I go, "Are you following me? Like, are you you're following oh, me?" Yeah, he goes, "No, yeah. no, you're following me. You're yeah, following me." Yeah. So we kind of laughed, and I'm like, "Dude, where are you, where are you at right now?" He goes, "Well, I know the play sheet, so there's not a play on the play sheet that I haven't memorized, like the call. That doesn't mean like I totally know all the nuances to that particular play, but I can get in the huddle and." Regurgitated call. How many plays are you talking about on a play sheet? On a play sheet, there's probably, let's say, you break it up in you break it up in first and ten. You know, you you break it up into base, like first and ten, second down, two to five. So you're talking about probably, let's call it thirty concepts on there that that you want to be able to run, right? And then you're talking about nickel. Right, second down seven plus, third down seven plus. You probably got 10, 15 things that you like in in nickel, right? And then, um, and then you're talking about um, well, let's let's say, let's say, yeah, let's say 15 things. You know, you got five runs you like in nickel and 10 passes you like in nickel, and then um, third down and four minus. Right, so mm-hmm. now you've got you you've got hey man, we got four or five runs we like in here, and we've got you know so half a dozen passes, 60, 80 or so that he. Oh, I, I'm sure there's a hundred and there's probably a hundred and different hundred 
100, 120 play calls on a play sheet for really? any given Sunday. And he had been there for three, four days, and he was— He got there on Tuesday. And he was able to have that all down. He said he That's could, could re- regurgitate all that stuff. Wow. Now, there's a lot of there's a lot of carryover sure, in but, the way things are called. and, and But, you know, then he said, but some of them I'm real confident with, you know, and there's others that I'm just like, you know, yeah. I don't— So, but, yeah, I mean— um, I mean, you've seen the coaches. They they hold up their their play sheet, yeah, and it's it's like this, yeah, and it's that tiny little print, yeah, you yeah, know. So yeah. it's all kinds of different. Yeah. It's all kinds of different things and scenarios, and 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 then there's all those different. You got short yardage goal line. You got your two point plays. You got da 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 da. You know, there's a there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. Now, of those 120 plays, any given Sunday, you may you may operate in a realm of 30 plays that you like they different formations, different motions, different everything. But where you really are finding yourself is in that core of 30 plays that you that are really working well for mm-hmm. you. Um, I'd be hard-pressed to say you, that, you, that you ever run, actually run more than that. But, yeah, so as it turns out, I'm like, I'm. this is remarkable. What is yeah. going on is, is remarkable. As yeah. I'm on the broadcast, I'm like, this guy, dude got here too. I thought it was remarkable. I did his first game. With Arizona, he was there for 17 days before he did his first game right. and didn't have the offense completely down. Right. Here's a guy that came on Tuesday, has never thrown to any of the starter receivers, has never taken one first team rep. He took a couple of backup reps and then some scout team stuff. Like he hasn't done, he hasn't really thrown with anybody, knows anybody. He didn't know people's names. They're on, on the, the sideline working on the, his cadence so that they have some so idea they, of how he's going to call hot, hot. Right. They, they never worked as as an offense with this cadence, so they wanted his voice inflection yeah. and how what his cadence was going to yeah. sound like. So they're. I mean, it's it's. I probably didn't even as I'm doing it, I didn't really give it the the credit it deserved. I think part of it is you don't want to. You know, you don't want to just be so one-sided in any broadcast, right? But it's a remark. What he did was remarkable. And then the way it started out, I mean, he takes a sack for a safety. He has two fumbles that were lost. Um, like it, it's a, it's an unbelievable story. And then to come back with two minutes left, drive him seventy-five yards, convert on fourth down and seven with a twenty-two-yard scramble, and then throw, you know, to one of your backup wide receivers that you don't even know his name, essentially. In Brandon Powell, I, I just—it's one of the most remarkable stories that you'll ever you'll ever witness. Finally, I know you're going to be happy being in Minnesota this weekend. Yeah, but I know you'd really love to be in Germany. Oh, you want to call one of those Germany games? That's yeah. your that's your that's your yeah. heritage right there. Right, Indy, New England, blah game. But here's where the—I I mean, there's rumors, there's reports that if the Patriots lose this game, Bill Belichick doesn't. Survive the flight back. Right. They could be fired this Dude. week in Germany if they yeah. lose this game. I I mean, could that happen? If it did, would he, they fire him on the plane? Like, if I was going to get fired, I'd rather get fired while I was in Germany. Yes. And then extend the vacation. C- yes. Right? Go play some hammer schlagen, you know, pound some... What is the German beer of choice? Yeah, some Steins of Polana or something. Yes, yes, right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And just kind of you know eat bratwursts and lament about what happened. Right, what could have been. Right, you can't do it on the flight home. No, I mean you're. Well, how awkward would that be? Oh, right. by the way, you're fired. Yeah, and like somewhere over the Atlantic. Right. Could you see Belichick put on a little leather helmet and a shoot, just jump out <laughs> down from the. Just leaving. I'm out of here. 
as a paratrooper. <laughs> that's it. I'm gone. Somewhere over England. Somewhere that's right. Yeah. I'm, on, I'm on to London. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on to London. Uh, no, that would be oh, that man. would be that'd be hard to fathom. I can't even believe it. I'm I wouldn't be so I wouldn't be so surprised. I cannot. I, I no, kind of get the sense that the the crafts are itching to make a move. Ruthless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You ready to make some picks? I am ready to make some picks. You um, being the second place team now? I don't know that I'm I, like I just. Do you want to explain your math to the okay. I went, great okay. viewers out here? You're 16 and 11. Yes, I am 15, 11, and one. All right. So who, folks? Who's who's ahead? Right. Well, you keep saying you're ahead, but then I did this. Look at I go in 11 divided by 16, or mm-hmm. yeah, and it's 68 percent winning percent. Right. Then I went 11 divided by 15, and it's 733 winning percentage. But I don't know how to factor in the top. That's your that's your Achilles that's heel right now. That's my bugaboo. Because if I put 16 and 11 over 15, 11, and 1, Mark, my extra win trumps your extra tie. That's just – we got the same yeah, amount of losses. that math doesn't – We got the same – you, you don't do well with math. So well, just, there's still – I guess there's still a game in there. So it's still I've played sixteen, not fifteen. So it's still eleven, but I don't have sixteen. I don't know. See, folks, this is what happens when it's, Mark tries is to. Con- math, math is, is very confusing. Math is very hard. Just, just it is very hard. Just, let's That's why just I let's refuse just, it. Let's just go back to work here. All okay. Right? See if all you right. can. Uh, uh, I get to pick first. So here's where I'm going to go. I'm going to go Cincinnati minus seven over Houston. Love the C.J. Stroud story, but. Uh, I still think that mm-hmm. he's prone to some ups and downs. Cincinnati really starts to look like a team that's starting to figure it out. Okay. I'm going to take New Orleans minus a two and a half at Minnesota. Uh, I, it was a great story last week with with Joshua Dubs, but I, I just think that clock strikes midnight this, okay. this weekend. Right. And I'm going to continue to ride the new coach bump in Vegas. I'm going to take the Raiders at home plus one and a half over the Jets. So okay. there you go. All right. I like it. I like it. Right, I'm going um, 49ers minus three. Does it mean the 49ers are, are the favorite? Yeah. Oh, shoot. I thought I was getting three. No. In Jacksonville? Yeah. The five and three 49ers are favored in Jacksonville? Yes. There'll be more 49er fans there. Okay. Well, I'm going to take it anyway. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. I'm not going to let you talk me into anything that, uh, that I'm not. Uh, Besides, he doesn't want Mike Shanahan to get mad at him. Yeah. Um, that's what that's, that's all about. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go Falcons over the Cardinals, even though they say Kyler Murray is going to play. Falcons, one and a half point favorites in Arizona in the desert. I'm going Falcons minus the one and a half. And then I am going to go. Um, where am I going to go? Baltimore. 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 <laughs> yeah. Minus six. Ravens. Minus six. I'm going to take the Ravens. Best team in the AFC, you said. That's what I said. You said. Who are they playing again? Cleveland. I don't even pay attention. Cleveland over oh, division rival minus six. That's a big spread. Hey man, I, I have faith in myself. Three and zero for me. I, I look at yours as one and two. I would say one and two for you. That makes sense. Say good night. It's right here in my book. It's in the book. It's in the book, people. Just enjoy it. Hey, for everybody involved in the Stink Truth Podcast, we thank you so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, hit us with a comment. Uh, like us. Do whatever it is you do. I'll try to get back to some of those comments. I didn't do a good job last week. I was too busy fighting with people on the Internet. I'm no more. I'm not going to fight with people on the Internet, as far as you know. Um, hey, for everybody involved, thank you so much for listening and watching and doing all those things. Uh, we appreciate you. Make sure you stay tuned or make sure you check out um, our Leftovers podcast because we're going to get into the Minnesota and uh, 
Atlanta game that I did last week that turned out to be a real barn burner. No, you don't need an MRI. It says my phone said so right there. So anyhow, make sure you tune back in with us. Oh my gosh, would you shut up, dude? All right, there you go. Later.